The drug bill of consumers continues to grow, but there are things that they can do about it, and doctors have ways of helping their patients in this regard. Welcome to the Clinician's Roundtable on ReachMD XM157, the channel for medical professionals. I'm Bruce Japson, the healthcare reporter at the Chicago Tribune, and with me today is Dr. Devon Herrick, Senior Fellow at the National Center for Policy Analysis. Dr. Herrick is a healthcare economist specializing in such issues as empowering patients, smart shopping for prescriptions, internet-based medicine, consumer-driven health care, and innovation among medical care providers. He has been quoted widely in the media. He has also contributed his own articles as contributing editor of Healthcare News, and his work has also appeared in Business Economics, Health Insurance Underwriter, Washington Times, and the Journal of American Physicians and Surgeons. He joins us today from National Center for Policy Analysis's office in Dallas, Texas. Dr. Devon Herrick, welcome to ReachMD XM157, the channel for medical professionals. Well, thanks, Bruce. It's good to be on your show. Well, Americans spent nearly $300 billion on prescription medicines and over-the-counter drug remedies last year. And you are someone who advises people on on how to deal with this. Are there some new approaches in dealing with these costs and in navigating doctors and their patients through this? Oh, absolutely. In the past, people oftentimes just really never gave it a second thought. They would get a prescription, go to the most convenient pharmacy, fill it, then they would have sticker shock. or And they were just amazed, well, why did this cost so much? But yet the patients never bothered to ask their doctor, you know, how much does this drug cost? What else is out there? And they never bothered to even compare prices among different pharmacies in their neighborhood. And is this trend being fueled for, let's say, for the folks who have health insurance by the fact that every year during open enrollment, you open up your paperwork or you go online and find out the co-pays are higher, co-insurance, the insurance just doesn't cover as much? Oh, absolutely. That was the, the, precisely the problem in the past was people thought a drug cost, you know, 10 15 or $25. Well, of course, a name brand drug probably costs close to $125. And, then, of course, that comes out of, you know, your health insurance premiums indirectly, so they go up every year. And yet, but yet when people realize, and it is also a lot of firms are beginning to give their workers online tools to help them understand what else is out there that might be similar to that $125 prescription that may be on Walmart's $4 list. And what are these tools? Walk us through some of these, if you will, because a lot of people might not be familiar with them or if from the consumer standpoint, but also from the physician standpoint, they're busy seeing patients all day and they, or they might not know what to tell their patients in regard to what's available to help them get to some cheaper drug costs. Well, the first step you can take to lower your drug cost is the one you take at your physician's office. If your physician walks over to the supply closet, pulls out a free sample, well, that is not an inexpensive drug. That is a, a sample, a name brand drug that the drug maker wants to promote. And so when you go to get that one refilled, that will be a, a costly prescription. That would be a good time to talk to your doctor and say, okay, this is a sample. I realize it's probably under patent protection. Might you also give me a prescription to, so I could sample a low-cost generic to see how that might work? But some of the techniques that I advise people, first off, it's talk to your doctor. Ask your doctor questions. But compare prices. Just because one pharmacy charges one price for a drug does not mean it's the same price at even the same pharmacy chain across town. Uh, of course, therapeutic substitution. There's a, for every given condition, there's a variety of drugs to treat that condition, and the prices can vary substantially. 
and uh, one that you've probably heard about, you know, besides, of course, generic substitution, but also buying double-strength pills and splitting them in half because typically the cost for a prescription is the same regardless of the dose. But also I found that by, especially with generic drugs, you can order by mail in, in, in bulk and volume of, say, 100 tablets, and in many cases it's only maybe... 40%, 30% more than buying only 30 at a time. Well, you bring up an interesting point because uh, I read a lot about the pharmaceutical industry, and the brand-name pharmaceutical companies always will say, and there is a lot of truth in this, is the fact that if you're a patient without health insurance, they have no idea of knowing that if uh, a certain pharmacy chain may be located on one side of town, it may charge less for the same product in another side of town. This is true, isn't it? Oh, it, it's, it's just amazing. I mean, a few years ago, there was quite a few um, TV newscasters that performed, uh, you know, investigative reporting of various prices around town. And I, I was able to obtain a lot of these anecdotes and found out that, for example, when the generic form of Prozac came out, that some of these chains were charging, say, 3,000, 4,000 percent markup. Uh, you know, for example, you'd walk into your pharmacy and you'd, you'd have a, a name brand prescription for Prozac. They would say, "Oh, you know, the, the generic is out now. That only that, you can save ten dollars." People would say, "Okay, great." What they didn't know is they could probably have saved sixty dollars or seventy dollars had they shopped around at a more competitive pharmacy. And is this true relative to? I mean, a lot of people don't realize just how many people are in the the pharmacy business. I mean, Walgreens, Walmart, Costco. Would you advise patients and and would you advise doctors to tell their patients, "Hey, if you don't have drug coverage, whether it's a brand or generic," You might want to consider shopping for drugs just like you do toilet paper or bulk dog food for your uh, pets. Well, that, that's true of uninsured patients, but to some degree it's also true of people who have drug coverage, simply because there are cases where, you know, you have a drug copay that's actually higher and costs more than, say, the, the cost for the, the actual full cost of the drug, and a lot of these um, chains are now discounting them to for 4 5 and $6. A generic copay might be 10 or $15, but yet the actual drugs now only cost 4 if you don't use your insurance plan to purchase them. That's actually very interesting, and all you would really need if you wanted to do this, because Walmart made a lot of news last year and some other of the big chains followed suit by basically saying, we'll cover your generic for $4.00. But you, all you really need is a, a prescription from your doctor, correct? I mean, you don't have to use the in-network pharmacy to take advantage of that price, do you? Oh, absolutely. I mean, in fact, you, you, you better ask to make sure they're not charging you, for example, the Blue Cross price, because the Blue Cross price may be more than the actual cost if you just paid out of pocket. And also, would this hold for over-the-counter substitution, et cetera, et cetera? I mean, do you... It's it's just something that consumers just they don't under, have a good understanding of how the healthcare system works. Is that pretty much what we're up against? Well, well yeah, that, that that is definitely a good assessment. And I do think that your first line of choice you should look to the over-the-counter market. For example, let's say you're on Predacid or you're on Nexium. These are drugs for serious heartburn. Uh, they are of a class called PPIs. And by the way, um, you can get one over-the-counter. It's the old purple pill, you know, Prilosec. That's about sixty-two cents per capsule versus around four dollars, maybe four sixty a capsule. The same is true of some of the non-sedating antihistamines. When I was first given a prescription for Claritin about five years ago, I discovered that my cost was going to be roughly a thousand dollars a year. Not wanting to wipe out my health savings account, or at the time it was a medical savings account, 
I looked for an over-the-counter substitute using a variety of, of, of the older generation, but they, they still worked quite well. But now you have a lot of examples like loratadine, which you can get almost a year supply for 20 bucks at, at Sam's or even the generic for Zyterg, which is like $35 for a year supply versus $1,000 for the prescription drug. Well, if you're just joining us, or even if you're new to our channel, you're listening to the Clinician's Roundtable on ReachMD XM157, the channel for medical professionals. I'm Bruce Japson, the healthcare reporter with the Chicago Tribune. I'm your host, and joining me today is Dr. Devon Herrick, who's a healthcare economist with the National Center for Policy Analysis. He joins us from Dallas, Texas, and we're talking about consumers, doctors, and drugs, effectively, and about how there's $300 billion spent, but Dr. Herrick is walking us through ways in which consumers can save and their doctors should know about ways they can save money on brand and generic drugs alike. And Dr. Herrick, consumers can reduce the cost by a lot of money. Can you tell us a little bit about some of these techniques and how much money they can save? Well, for example, I did a case study on the drug Mevacor. This is a beta blocker, and it's very, very common among senior citizens. I want to say it's in the top 10 or 15 drugs taken by seniors. If your doctor prescribes Mevacor, it's a name brand drug, you could easily spend between 500 to 600 per year on that drug. But by merely asking for the generic form, atenol, you can cut that you know, really by more than half. But I also found that if you ask your physician, can I get this in double-strength tablets so I can then split in half, and can I get you to prescribe 100 tablets at a time, that is essentially a six-month supply of, of this drug. But yet when you do that on an annual basis and use a, a highly competitive mail-order pharmacy, you can cut your annual cost down to about 25 maybe $30. So that's a 95% savings. That is a lot of money. And I think there are also a lot of retailers getting into programs beyond just simply being, trying to be the in-network provider of prescriptions for consumers. I mean, more and more retailers are getting into their own drug programs, aren't they? Well, yes, and it's become very, very competitive. Ever since Walmart announced their $4 prescriptions, you had Target and others offering to match that or rolling out their own programs. So if you look at the increase in, in the cost of drugs last year, it was actually very, very moderate compared to years in the past. So luckily, our drug market is becoming more competitive, and that's even true of the name brand drugs that are now competing with the low-cost generics. Yeah, tell us about that, because a lot of people generally think the only place they're going to get a cheap drug or a less expensive drug, as you will, is a generic. But in the brand name arena, there's some price competition as well? Well, there, there is price competition among you know, brand names of, of the same class. But what we're finding is that as people increasingly hear about the generic drug program at Target and Walmart, that they're asking their doctor, is that on the Walmart drug list? Well, if they do that, that means they are not, and the doctor, of course, says, well, I don't think so. That means that they are substituting the lower-cost generics for the higher-cost name brands, which means the name brands are under more pressure to be competitive because so many of the customers that in the past might have just taken the free sample are now saying, well, is this on Walmart's drug list? So it does create competition simply by having a substitute for a lower-cost drug. Now, are physicians' understanding of all this? I mean, so let's say I'm a patient. I've, I've been written about health care for almost two decades now, so I kind of know how the system works. You know how the system works as an analysis. But are patients comfortable saying to their doctor, hey, doc, I need to try a generic or 
Is there an uncomfortable conversation there that needs to happen? Well, I, I think there is, but also I think it's becoming increasingly common. In the past, maybe five years ago, ten years ago, there was this assumption that your physician carefully thinks about the drug that you should be on and, and prescribes the optimal drug for your condition. But in many cases, your physician actually is grabbing the free sample that was dropped off this morning by the, the attractive drug rep. And so patients are beginning to say, what about this drug? Is there something else I can do? And I think physicians are becoming more comfortable saying and realizing that in some cases you really can't afford the $125 per month charge when maybe a $4 charge might work as well. And where do you think this will head? I mean, do you see a situation where we'll start to see, you know, maybe advertising for generics are the retailers like Walmart and Target? I know they had a lot of fanfare when these cheaper generic programs were announced, but do they advertise this? Do they have to? Are they becoming even more aggressive about it? Well, I think some of the other chains are having to, to match Walmart's price, and now they have, I want to say, it's like a $10 fee for uh, a 30-day supply, which is even cheaper yet than the $4 for a, instead of three months for a one-month supply. But yeah, they are getting very competitive, I think, and, and I think that a lot of physicians are beginning to understand, and it's really, I think, more common now to ask these questions maybe than five years ago. But also what we're seeing is a lot of employer plans are beginning to offer their workers the tools or their enrollees the tools to compare drugs. For example, a lot of health plans will have a page describing the generic drugs and maybe what they substitute for. But there's a, a firm called DestinationRx.com that has a tool, rexaminer.com, designed by a cardiologist that literally lets you plug in what drug you're on, how many times per day, what's the milligram, and it creates a report that you can print out and then take to your doctor, and that initiates a discussion of here are some substitutes. Why can't I try one of those since that would save me maybe $50 a month? Could you mention those websites again? And also, are they free? Can just anybody go on there? I mean, I assume a physician could as well and a doctor. Or uh, a yes, patient. yes. The, the parent company is called DestinationRx.com, mm-hmm. and they actually and they have the tool. It's called Rx. Aminer, like examiner, rxaminer.com. And it is free. I've used it a lot as just a comparison tool for my research. Where I want to go online and see what does one drug cost compared to another, or what does one drug substitute for another. I'd like to thank Dr. Devon Herrick, who has been our guest. He is with the National Center for Policy Analysis, and we've been talking about the $300 billion drug industry and how patients can find out about better ways to navigate this expensive and costly system and how doctors can help them. I'm Bruce Japson of the Chicago Tribune. I've been your host, and we'd like to thank you for listening to ReachMD XM157, the channel for medical professionals. If you have comments or suggestions about today's show, please call us at 888-MD-XM157. And I'd like to thank you today for listening.